What's up? Welcome. One. Hundred. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Hundred episodes. That's kind of crazy. Did you think we would? I don't know, man. Make it? Like, it's think this weird. Would, like, peter out at some point? Yeah, there's some moments where I'm just like, do I really want to, like, keep doing this? I, w- I always want to keep doing it. It's just the time thing. Yeah. When we, because we started it in October of 2020. Yeah. So when, it's been two years. Yeah. For us. Yeah. And like, not that there weren't things to do, but like, I didn't have the same extracurricular stuff yeah. going. Yeah. You weren't, were you doing marching band then? I was, but like, marching band was, we didn't do anything because we couldn't really go to the football games. Yeah. We didn't have competitions. Yeah. Um, you know, like musical didn't start till like way late, like just things weren't as busy. Mm-hmm. And so it was easier to find time to get together and record and whatever. Plus I think also, cause we did like 10 ahead of time, like before uh, the first one ever released, we did it. We did quite a few, we did a few, but I cause we, we started in October of 2020, but the first episode didn't come out till January 21. Mm-hmm. So like we had banked a bunch. So I kind of got used to like, I don't know. Like we could, we could record a bunch and then we could, we could not get together for a while. And yeah. it was fun, you know, and yeah. we, we've done that periodically, but yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like that's, it's a hundred episodes. Yeah. It's a hundred. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that now I remember. Um, strong songs just did a hundred episodes. Okay. But they also do like two episodes a month okay. instead of, to a month to a month oh so they've been going yeah four so twi- years twice as long as us right yeah um and they also i think they take off like december okay it's just like i'm not gonna do any like does a recap at the end of november and yeah. then takes off december and then jumps back into it okay in january yeah so 100 episodes and you look at like WTF and he's up to like <laughs> 1600 or whatever. He also does two a week. What, what I think is, is weird about like the number of episodes is like when I listen, like what you just said, WTF, he's up to what? It, uh, I can <clears> find <throat> out exactly, but it's over. It's well over a thousand. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like listening to like tell him Steve Dave, mm-hmm. which is a, an offshoot of Smodcast, which Smodcast is kind of like not done anything in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're at 500 episodes. And I'm like, I've listened to all of those. Mm-hmm. That's and, me in like the Weekly Planet. Yeah, I got. I didn't get on in like episode one, but I got on within the first probably thirty. Thirteen eighty four, by the way, for WTF. But still, yeah, so two many. a week. Yeah, um, it's it gets to be as a listener, it mm-hmm. becomes like too much. It's just mm-hmm. like even I see the number, I'm like. I, I'll just listen to the ones that I want. Yes. To. Same, yeah. Um, it's cause like, um, who was it? Uh, Chris Hardwick mm-hmm. when he did whatever it was before it's nerdist. Mm-hmm. I think was that, that was the podcast. Yeah. Um, he stopped that. Well, kind of stopped that. He just kind of rebranded it as ID 10 T. Okay. Something I forget, sure. but like he's doing three a week mm-hmm. and sometimes they do hostfuls. What's hostful? So most of the time it's him and like he's interviewing people. Mm-hmm. And then there were like two other guys who was Matt, Matt Mira, Myra, Matt Myra and, and Jonah. What's Jonah? What's Jonah's last Jonah name? Ray. Jonah Ray. Yeah. I was going to say Jonah Hill. I'm like, that's Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. Uh, Jonah Ray. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was those two. And then a hostful was just like, it's just those three. So it's no guest. Oh, okay. I got you. And then sometimes like, but, and those were really cool when it would just be like Jonah Rain and Matt Mira. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those episodes. But then he's releasing three a week and it's just like, I either I'm just listening to this yeah. and not listening to any other podcasts or mm-hmm. I'm not listening to this at all, right. which it ended up being the latter. Yeah. So what is, what is, what is episode 100? So I had this idea and, and I'm explaining this to the listeners because also Bo is not totally understanding. I don't. I mean, we, so my, my thought was uh, it's a hundred. We got to make it something special, right? So we're going to theme it in some way. We've done. It's a recap. Many of every, th- well, every, every, that, that was a thought. I, I, maybe we, maybe we can sort of like do that later of like episode 1000. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, I mean like, like later in this episode, like yeah. talk about like, what are some of the ones that like really stuck out to you or what's the, you know, yeah. something you thought was pretty cool, whatever. Um, but my thought was, is like, the point is, is it's two tunes. You have a tune. I have a tune. We talk yeah. about the tune and, and it's really two artists as well. Gen- yeah. generally speaking yeah. you know we've done some collab ones or whatever but mm-hmm. it's it's not just about the tune but we're also talking about the artists and stuff and so even though we have sometimes played something else by an artist yeah um there's that one episode i wish i knew which one it was where i joke about that you played like 37 tunes or yeah i mean technically it was last <laughs> week too that too and we do covers and stuff but um but even but even still sometimes we will sort of reference like another song or whatever but it is hard to sort of narrow down to this one song by this one artist you know what yeah. I mean? especially artists that have been around for a while or just ones you're really into it's like man what even song yeah do i pick <clears throat> some and, go ahead somebody in some it might have been in the discord link mm-hmm. in the description hey. um i love how i point down like somebody's <laughs> looking at me <laughs> you know what's funny is a lot of podcasts will say like oh it's linked below yeah because on the thing, like yeah, yeah, on the yeah. app or whatever it is, below. Down. But I'm like, it's not below. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, somebody had pointed out, and I forget what what band or that we brought, but like, it was. They're like, that's not the song that I would choose oh, to introduce. Sure. I think it was. I think it was. Um, um, Alexis on fire. Okay. Like I chose. Um, I forget what song it was, but mm-hmm. it's like it's not like it does not. I don't think we are showing you a definitive no like this is the, like this is the alexis on i think fire. sometimes probably sometimes sometimes you, you can. know yeah um but we're, we're just choosing a song that is cool mm-hmm. that we think is cool mm-hmm. by that band and it yeah. might not even be like it might be the oddball because i know that um uh like early on there's a band that i brought lifer maybe Mm-hmm. and it was like the last track and it was like completely oh, different yeah. from everything yes, else I remember and this. it's like that's why it stuck out to me mm-hmm. like everything else is like yeah it's just like new metal early 2000s mm-hmm. speaking of mm-hmm. um so it's just what we think cool at the time and and really like when it's a difficult decision for us it it's because like they're all good mm-hmm. there's there's been some bands that I haven't even talked about yet because I'm still like trying to find the one. Trying to find the song. Yeah. Cause it's like, why don't I should play that one, but also this one, that one, like whatever. Um, so I think at some point, just bite the bullet. But also, like, we've, we have also brought back sort of some bands mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've literally played two songs by Sammy Ray and the Friends just I, because, like, for one, it kind of fit the theme we were discussing, but uh-huh. also, like, 
I just felt like I needed to bring them back or something. Or I feel like a band or somebody we've talked about, an artist we've talked about, has like something new come out. Mm-hmm. We may want to talk about that also. So I think we've both kind of, I think, unwrittenly in a way, decided not to sort of repeat stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or at least not as much. Um, but I think at some point we're going to start doing that more with certain groups maybe especially ones that are still currently active because mm-hmm. it's going to be like man they just re- i just i need to play this new song because it's there's, so good to me there's whatever. a song that i listened to this morning that just came out today mm-hmm. today is november 18th 18th um it's it's a christmas song mm-hmm. um and i i, I already know mm-hmm. can play it mm-hmm. like and it's by a group we've talked about already 100 yes yeah great yeah that's fine uh wolves at the gate who i played last year i think last year yeah yeah because i don't think we did no we didn't do the holiday thing last year no yeah we did we did because sorry this is my brain you're thinking of i'm thinking of because we recorded in uh, in december of 2020 but we had not released it anyway for our like holiday season stuff wolves at the gate they had done that um come that long expected jesus which is like a hymn but they just released today the 18th of november their like five song holiday ep okay so i'm not saying i'm going to play them for sure but like i might yeah i haven't heard the rest of the ep yet i've only heard that one song which has been out for a couple years so yeah i i will actually send you after this the 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 song okay because i'm yeah i'll tell you later so i um I was preparing my listening examples for my classes for two weeks from now, because yeah. next week as we record, this is Thanksgiving. I don't give assignments during the Thanksgiving week. Um, cause it's only two days and yeah. it's a holiday, whatever. So the following week, December 2nd, they will have their next assignments due. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it, since it's December, I'm like, yeah, we can play some holiday stuff in there. So like find big band piece based on whatever holiday tune, whatever. And then for theory, I was trying to find some stuff and I was like, I was just on Spotify and I was like searching like interesting Christmas songs, quirky Christmas. Like I was just trying to find like insert adjective Christmas just to find stuff that was not the normal yeah. stuff. And I found some playlists and didn't nothing to like really kind of stuck out at me or whatever. But what I decided to do based on that is I'm going to make my own holiday playlist of songs that i really like some of them may be kind of more traditional but like mostly just ones that are like a little different yep so then i can come back to them or i can more easily suggest holiday things to folks so made me think of that so what's this episode about? Oh, as I never said. <laughs> um, so the episode, so the, my idea for the episode was because sometimes it is hard to narrow down, let's deliberately pick two tunes each by an artist, but also sort of with the idea of maybe it shows different sides of them or it shows like growth if it's like an early track and a later track or something yeah. like that. But just something... And and I had the idea mostly because of of the group that I'm presenting, because they sort of sounded. You can hear the through line. I'll use that word again that you love. You can hear that it's it was the just, same it, band. You know yeah. what I mean? But the sound has changed a bit in different ways. Uh-huh. Even like we've talked about like with Church Girls, and we talked about it with them when we when we interviewed them, which was cool. Um, there's a highlight from the past couple of years. Um, when they released that song telepathic mind um we mentioned and and they mentioned as well like yeah it does sound a bit different than our other stuff yet you can still it still sounds like them you know there's just growth and different things happening so 
that hopefully explains it. So two different songs by the same group that maybe shows some different sides of said group. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Who's first? I I am. <laughs> you know, you're the keeper of the the who's first thing. Yeah. So I I when you said two band or two things, and I wanted to kind of like you can't. I don't think I can do somebody who's like, well, they have two albums, so I'm going to pick one song from this album and one. Like, right. I, I had to go back for far, yeah, uh, and be like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to my my roots, kind of, sort of, mm-hmm. but not. I mean, not really. I wasn't really a Pearl Jam like huge <laughs> fan until like college, and mm-hmm. then even then, I was like, I was a poser version of them. Okay. Um, Would you like that? song from the 50s that Eddie Vedder covered yeah I mean no uh, I mean it, I did like that song it's I'm not a picking Pearl, on it but I'm it's saying it's a like, Pearl Jam it's not Eddie Vedder it's Pearl Jam oh really it is Pearl Jam okay it but is it's a Pearl Jam song a 50s song right yeah L- Last Kiss yes um I have yeah. whatever compilation that was on yes <laughs> um so it's Pearl Jam mm-hmm. and I didn't want to uh I don't want to play Pearl Jam but they play. made me do <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah so i'm like i chose that i'm a poser pearl jam fan not like a huge pearl jam fan but i have a lot of pearl jam records and i have a lot of live pearl jam records Hmm. because in my first year in college there was a bookstore that also had cds nice and i'm like hey i'm bored i ain't got nothing to do i'll go there and i and i bought cds and they had live and i'd be like oh i'll buy this one because it says cleveland on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I bought, I have some live CDs cause they, they, they did that. They, they would record their whole tour mm-hmm. and then release them. I don't think on the night, but like really, really close afterwards mm-hmm. where it's like, we just recorded this and here's, this is the concert. Yeah. And they, they did that for a really long time. Um, Snarky puppy started doing that. Yeah. With certain shows. Yeah. You could, I think they had like five or six, but this, yeah. they did it. No, like I, like the I saw them like tour. two years ago or three years ago or whatever in yeah. Kansas city. And like the next week I could buy that can that concert, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. So do, 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 do. it's Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Who doesn't know Pearl Jam? Yeah. Hey, Eddie Vedder. Are th- is there, is there somebody else in the band that is like, has name recognition or is it just Eddie Vedder? Who's the lead singer? <laughs> Depends on it. Okay, so all of this is is leading me back to this podcast that I listened to, um, okay. uh, Ghost Notes. Oh, okay. Which I think you might have. I've heard it. It's I've not uh, really it's, listened to much. They're on the Nebula. Right? Nebula. Yeah. It's it's twelve tone, the YouTuber twelve tone, right. and then the YouTuber Polyphonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just talk about random stuff. They they release like once a month, maybe twice a month. Um, and the last episode was deep cuts. So like deep cuts, if, if people know deep cuts, then like they don't, the, the longer you spend with somebody, you don't really know like, well, what, what's the popular stuff? So when you say that, when you're like, Oh, like I think everybody knows who's, if you know Pearl Jam, you probably know Eddie Vedder. Right. And then you might know the other members. So on bass is Jeff, uh, Ament. um, Lead guitar is Mike McCready. Um, the that name I've heard of. The the other the rhythm guitar player is Stone Gossard. That name I've heard of. Okay. Yeah, and then the drummer right now, uh, or currently is is Matt Cameron, who is also the drummer for Soundgarden. 
Oh, okay. And uh, this other band mm-hmm. that is a super group with Audio Slave. No, different super group. Audio Slave <laughs> is Rage, of... Rage Against the Machines rhythm section with Chris Cornell. With Chris Cornell, right. R.I.P. Uh, yes. <clears throat> um. So at some point, so this kind of like leads into Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a euphemism, by the way? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like it is. I like you let it yet again. And actually what's really funny is I'm like, I've been like just listening to a lot of, uh, just Pearl Jam, not, not a lot, mm-hmm. but like a couple records just beginning to end. Um, and then I have this friend from, from middle school, um, who huge, huge Pearl Jam fan. Like mm-hmm. you look at the back of their card, Pearl Jam stickers, yeah. Pearl Jam tattoos, multiple, mm-hmm. which I'm like, Oh, you think you only need one <laughs> and not there. Uh, anyways. Um, so I'm thinking it was like that person knows way more than I do. And mm-hmm. I want to like talk to them about Pearl Jam and be like, so tell me about Pearl Jam. And I want to learn from that person. Um, but everybody kind of knows like the first record, which is 10, which has Jeremy, mm-hmm. um, the memes of like, <laughs> yes. Man, so, so, Vedder said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really hit me. <laughs> yeah. So like once alive, Jeremy, even flow, uh, those are like, if you know them, you mm-hmm. know them. Yeah. Um, what year? 92? 91? 91, okay. All the way back. 91. Yeah. 91. Because they were part of the grunge yes. thing scene. Were, are they from Seattle? They are from Seattle. Okay. Or associated. Sure. Because mostly when you say, oh, they're from Seattle, it's like, well, really they're like from Aberdeen or, you know. Sure. But Tacoma. Part of the Seattle but, scene, though. Yeah. They weren't like in Detroit or something. Yeah. Like like Stunt Double Pilots are part of the Seattle scene, but uh-huh. like, they were from LA. Right. And it's like, that doesn't count. Um, so I think that, that, so this, uh, my, the reason I have these two songs is kind of that Pearl Jam started, and as most bands do, they started as a collective Mm -hmm. of like everybody kind of writes and then it can narrow down to like one or two people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it does, it goes the opposite where it's like, it, like the beginning was like these people and then everybody started to do it. Um, but this kind of started as everybody, because Eddie Vedder is actually one of the the last members in the band. Mm. It's not his band. He joined the band. Okay. So Stone Gossard and Jeff uh, Amont, I believe, are the people who were in Mother Love Bone beforehand. Oh, I've heard of that. So they were in there, and then they began. Then they brought in Mike McCready, and then they had demo tapes with Matt Cameron. But then Cameron went on, and then they got a new, different one, and then they brought in Eddie Vedder. So Eddie Vedder like wasn't writing these songs, mm-hmm. um, and this is also a very like group of people who express themselves musically, um, and kind of have the same. Everything's going in in different directions. So most of the songs on this record are written uh, musically by Stone Gossard and jeff Ament. Mm-hmm. um which record is this by the way did you well I, i'm i'm kind of starting with 10 
Oh, you're like starting. ten okay, is like okay. all all the lyrics are written by Eddie Vedder, mm-hmm. but then the music is written by those those people, and then like Eddie Vedder didn't really write a lot of the music on that record on ten, and then uh, their next album is Verses, which has like a goat in a fence. It's a weird thing. Um, all of these these uh the first couple albums are all recorded by or mixed maybe maybe produced as well by brendan o'brien who uh temple of the dog stone or red hot chili peppers stone temple pilots core uh aerosmith get a grip just uh super unknown by soundgarden Mm. mirrorball by neil young like Rage Against the Machine. A bunch of like seminal albums. Like all the nineties. Like uh-huh. if if you wanted to get it, an album and you wanted it to be in the nineties or whatever, that's yeah. that's it. So then Versus comes out and the songwriting is still kinda the same. And I know at some point like Eddie Vedder just starts like writing like all of the songs. Okay. So uh this record is Vitology. And what is really cool about this record is the cover. Well, yeah. Well, why is the cover cool? <laughs> it's just so plain, but the but the the font is really cool. And like, so the really, packaging was really cool too, was because it, it was. It's it looks in, like it's leather. It's not leather, but it's like kind of spongy material. Okay. Um, it was to imitate a vinyl record. Mm-hmm. It actually came out on vinyl, and then a week later came out on CD and cassette. This is 94? This one is 94. Okay. So the first song is called Vitology. And I listened to it all the way through a little bit ago. And I'm like, there's a lot of really, really good songs on here. Like Nothing Man and and Better Man. There's a better, there's a man trilogy. Nice. Because then there's another song called Leather Man. I don't know where it is. Um, uh, Corduroy is a really, really, really good, good track. Um and then there's some really, really weird songs on here. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a song called Pry To, and it's just like weird. And then the, all the lyrics are like, and I'm going to try to imitate uh, Eddie Vedder. It's like, right? So, and he's just saying, he's just writing, he's just spelling out privacy uh, is like something to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and but mumbling over it as well. And then there's another one called Bugs, which is like, Bugs in my bed. And it, it's just weird. And it's like, what What are you, what are you talking about? This makes yeah. no sense. Um, so Spin the Black Circle uh, is written musically by Stone Gossard, lyrics by Eddie Vedder. What's it about? Spin the Black Circle. Spin it. Spin the record. Yeah, it's, record. that's exactly what it's about. It's about records. But uh, lyrically, you could also be like, well, it could be about drugs. Yeah. So I'm going to... And it's super punk. I was just going to say, this is a freaking punk rock song. This is a punk rock like, song. <laughs> which... I didn't... I didn't. Uh, again, I listened to not at, at like any Pearl Jam, basically. The hits, I know. Yeah. Um, nothing against them, just not totally my thing. And, uh, you know, I like the hits and whatever but i was not expecting this song yeah, i was yeah. like okay here here's cool this this is the song when i listen to this i'm like i like this yeah. this is awesome. also but, for you saying you didn't know the assignment you totally got the assignment when i listened to these two tunes i was like no this is exactly it oh yeah, yeah these are it's different. two pretty drastically different yeah, yeah, yeah songs but you get a sense of yeah. who that band is through them yeah. so, so um 
here's some quotes about this song. Okay. So guitarist Stone Gossard originally wrote the guitar riff for Spin the Black Circle much slower, mm. but but Eddie Vedder asked him to speed it up. And they speeded up. I was like, I remember wanting everything to be faster. Stone gave me a tape with this riff, hums it at slow speed. Uh, this is the interview, I guess. He's like, hmm, hmm, or whatever he's doing. Uh, I had a speed control on my machine. I sped it up, came back and said, can you do it this way? Um, the the one part is here that uh, the bassist Jeff Ament had, had admitted that he was unhappy at the time with the punk rock direction that the song took. Uh-huh. He said that when we wrote Spin the Black when we wrote Spin the Black Circle, I was like, "Oh, I can play the entire Dead Kennedys back catalog." <laughs> I didn't really want to make music like that at the time. Which I'm like, "Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably, this is like there's bass is not featured hev- heavily in this piece." Mm-hmm. Cuz it's just like it's a punk rock song. So, here is well, I got to like do like 10 million things it's- now. So, punk rock. Got some dead space. There we go. There we go. This sounds so much better when it's turned up all the way. Yeah. Pretty quiet. So also doesn't really sound like Eddie Vedder. Like if you okay. just played this for me and was like, "This is a very famous band. Who is this?" I don't know okay. that I would get that it's him. The other song you have, thousand percent. Yeah. I, I as I'm listening to this, it seems like because because the the next song is off of uh, Binaural. Um, and I think he's like, a- after like the fourth record, he's people might be like, dude, we can't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Where this kind of is still kind of like mumbly a little bit. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. It also sounds, to kind of go along with the punk rock aesthetic, it sounds like almost like it was recorded in like somebody's basement or something as yeah. opposed to it's also 94 so like it was pro- it was to tape it couldn't have been sure. not to tape yeah so it's like live yeah and then they'd overdub some stuff yeah. later on i dig it though it's it's cool it's interesting i didn't really realize the when you were like listing their discography a little bit yeah i again i, I know the hits but i don't really know the history of the band or whatever yeah um i don't think that i knew that that first album was like their breakthrough like they broke oh, yeah, through yeah. on the first album yeah so i almost thought for a second i was like wait was this an early record and then the, the big hits yeah. came after or no this was they've like, already they, been they, established and been a big thing for they a couple came years out, came out swinging <laughs> swinging they came out swinging yeah and then it just continued to go and like they're also like weaving away from like whatever grunge sounds like sure because i think a lot of their influences are like blues oh 100 and yeah, it's just like Especially like the, the next song yeah. like this is punk rock the other song is like bluesy ish yeah um especially the solo it's just a pentatonic scale yeah so where does this fit on this album give me 10 seconds okay 
because you're telling me you got a song about bugs you got a song where he's like spelling out things but yeah, like yeah. how does it fit sonically is there anything else like this no i mean this is pretty much i don't know i mean as i said i'm not really like super versed in this but there's mm-hmm. like like the pry two and bugs and then um i'm just gonna call it stupid mop because like the other name of it is just weird mm-hmm. Th- there there's some weird songs that just like why are you putting this on here like get rid of those but maybe they they fit for some reason mm-hmm. like i don't really know because like better man amazing song yeah. nothing man amazing song like those are i know it's weird that they're both end in man do i know better man can't find a better man yeah yeah <laughs> that's all i needed i needed yeah. to hear how better man sounded yeah, yeah. that's what i needed. which yeah. is also like those are the songs that are written by eddie vetter uh-huh. where you know I, i'm a little bit wrong in in my in my uh understanding of this band um but like the first couple records are all produced by brendan o'brien and now okay. we're going into um crap where are you uh, do, 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 do. I'm trying to like do all these things. The next record by them is called No Code. Um, the the packaging is really really cool of that. Like there were a whole bunch of uh, kind of like um, uh, homeless gospel choir mm-hmm. came with came with Polaroids, oh. but these were like copied Polaroids, mm-hmm. not one of a kind Polaroids that homeless gospel choir put out. Um. So then, then they did No Code in 96, then they, and then Yield in 98, and then they did this record, Kai, Binaural, by, by by which refers to a, a technique of recording. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it fully, but it is strange. Um, <sighs> and this, this song that we have is going to do that. And uh, it's produced by Chad Blake, who apparently... Uh, was experimenting with this 3d stereophonic sound um matt cameron's on drums for some of it and then jack irons they've had so many drummers Mm -hmm. um like four or five so this is a different drummer than the last record or the the one than we just listened to um uh eddie vetter had been going through writer's block so a lot of this is like there's not a a lot of the lyrics are not just Eddie Vedder lyrics. Mm-hmm. They're everybody else yeah. as well. So um when I say that this was written by Jeff Ament, everything was written by Jeff Ament. Mm-hmm. Like the lyrics as well as the music. Um there's only let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, I mean half the record is written by vetter uh or at least he has lyrics involved but a lot of it is is stone gossard and jeff Ament um doing lyrical stuff Uh, i don't know the use of binaural recordings let me see this has binaural recording in it technique so what does that mean great great question great question um but have you ever seen those microphones that is a head yeah that's binaural. It's that. Because yeah. it's supposed to be, it's supposed to mimic the way we actually perceive sound. Yes. So you record it that way. Yeah. So yeah. binaural recording is a method of recording sound that uses two microphones arranged with the intent of creating a 3D stereo sound sensation for the listener of actually being 
in the room with the performers or instruments, which I don't really believe that this kind of does because it's very much like that's over there and that's over there. Um, I don't think that you can, it, I believe that, that it can feel like you're inside. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, the music is inside your head instead mm-hmm. of outside of your head. Yeah. I know that's kind of weird, but do you need special headphones and stuff? And speakers no, and no, like, you don't. like you'd almost think you would, right? Like you'd almost need like surround. You, you, it sounds that way, way, but, but you, you don't. So here is uh, nothing as nothing as it seems, off of Binaural, um, came out in two thousand. Um, let's see if it's a uh, differently volume. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> so, what struck me is more about the lead guitar parts. Okay, I love, love, love the guitar parts for this i think it's just like and also that it's like super slow and somber mm-hmm. it's got i think it's a fretless upright bass okay and he's just like playing like one note almost the whole time and uh i think they found every word that rhymes with own because it's so yeah I didn't, but poem slant rhyme a little bit, or or what's the assonance where like the vowels rhyme or whatever? Yeah, it's just a slow song. Yeah, that and it's a slow burn, like it builds yeah. too, which is cool. This to me, it's a five and a half, almost a five and a half yeah. minute song, and it's just like go sit and listen. This is not like, yeah, this is my jam. Let's like rock like yeah. the other song was. Right. But this is just like sit. This is kind of like um, Pink Floyd-ish. Okay. I can hear that. This also to me sounds like Eddie Better. Like no mistaking that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, he's not yelling. Right. Where but, a lot of the, the like Better Man and, and Nothing Man are, are him singing where a lot of the earlier Eddie Better, he's yelling. Yeah. But also, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, me as very much not a Pearl Jam listener. Yeah. Uh, when was this released? 2000. 2000. So like, okay. Again, I didn't really know the history or whatever, but I knew that they had been really famous in the 90s. All their Most of their big hits were from the 90s. Some more yes. to come, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this to me sounds like I, I can hear this progression from 10 to this okay do you know what i mean yeah yeah like okay they're a little older a little wiser they're gonna mellow down not that every song is this but yeah i can i, I get it i can i can understand how they got here i guess if that makes sense like if i were to choose one one pearl jam song yeah. this would be it okay and this is not a like this this is does not scream pearl jam no but to most people but again like i'm saying though it sounds like eddie vetter Obviously, it is him, but like yeah. it actually sounds like him. Again, I can hear, can hear the through line. Is yeah. that where it is? Bridge. You can tell a little bit that there's something up with the recording. 
yeah of it like the way it, where it sits in the headphones and everything maybe that's why like it like it just struck me yeah and maybe i just didn't know know it and i like that there's like a, a janky acoustic guitar on the left with like Hendrick C slash David Gilmore lead stuff. More yeah. Hendrix than But apparently it was the most successful song from this album. Okay. are kind of dirty sounding but cool like so i'm i'm like now like kind of scrolling through the the um wikipedias of this uh-huh. and there's like a thing that just popped out which is like this song has been compared to the style of pink floyd <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes i yep. am not original yep no, which is also like kind of lends itself to like what i love like dark side of the moon one of the greatest albums yeah Are they still around? They're still doing stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they... I mean, I assume so, but... Yeah, I like that tune. Um, like that one yeah, one. they they released... I think in 2020 was their last record. Okay. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... Eleven records. Um, 91, 93, 94, 96, 98, 2000, 2002, 2006, 2009, 2013... And then 2020 was their last thing that they they released. Gotcha. Um, which they're still. My earlier comment is completely wrong. What's that? Uh, that that like, it it goes from one group to uh-huh. like the writing process. Uh-huh. It's always been like everybody. Oh okay. Um, I did read somewhere that they they would like write separately and then they'd come back together to show where earlier records were everybody was like in the room writing together. Yeah. And this is more like you go write something and then we'll come back and we'll share it with the group kind of thing. Um, yeah, that was 22 years ago ish. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I really like that tune. That was cool. Released May 16th, 2000. Hmm. Yeah, good job, Bo. You got the assignment right. <laughs> <laughs> they are different. Oh, very I, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. And that's only that that you know that's twenty two years ago. Imagine what they sound like now. Yeah. So we went from um th- almost thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, eighteen, eighteen years ago 
to 22 years ago. No. 28 years ago. 32 to 20. (laughs) Math is not my strong suit. (coughs) 94, right? 94. Math. So 28 years ago. There, 28 years ago. (laughs) To Yeah. So 22 years ago. And then go listen to them now. See what they're sounding like now. Yeah. They've they've got an album called Pearl Jam and it's got an avocado on it. Okay. Those hippies, <laughs> those those uh, millennials, millennials you know, those, their those, avocados. Those are, they're, they're, they're they're gen. gen Don't you stop buying avocados and buy a house. Yeah, I'm I, I think this is. I ha- I have Vitology. I have no code. I have yield. I have uh, binaural on CD. Uh-huh. I don't know what. I probably have something on vinyl. I don't know which one it is. I should probably get Vitology on vinyl. Yeah. But then I kind of stopped after this. So, but, and then I have a whole bunch of um, live CDs. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. It's my turn. It is. And usually this is where we would end because <laughs> it's 40 yeah. minutes. It's all right. It's a bonus, a big episode. Uh, so it's actually funny as we're like talking about years and stuff, our songs are not far apart year wise say that again so like your song like your range for pearl jam and this is 94 to 2000 yeah and my range for blindside is 97 to like 2003 something i i I, I looked at that like like it's just so funny that like they're from not that they're pretty much within the same range and stuff and like could not sound more different musically and stuff and not or not just musically but even just like i don't know it's it's hard to think like i think you think of pearl jam as like this i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say okay like i think even in like 2000 i would have thought of like pearl jam as like this band that's been around for a long time okay but like blindside would have been like this new upcoming thing but like they're probably just like right around the same age <laughs> like with pearl jam only being like a little bit older um there let me look back like pearl jam's probably what like in their 50s yeah and like these dudes are probably like in their late 40s like there's probably not that big of a stretch yeah age wise but i i just picture them like existing so pearl jam formed in 1980 well between 1984 and 1990 okay so they're probably and then blindside beginnings 1994 yeah so it's about a 10-year gap so this blindside is probably influenced partially very tiny bit sure by pearl jam or at least the or, scene or certainly the grunge scene in the in, yeah yeah for sure it's just it's just I, I hadn't thought about it until now that they would have existed at the same time at the same time it, like but they just to me are so mm-hmm. totally like they just seem like in totally different eras well yeah oh, well even different places in the world well sure and genre they're different and whatever but like i don't know I, I i'm not making myself clear and i'm not even sure if i know what i'm saying but it's just funny to me to think that they're pretty close anyway blindside is a swedish band from apparently the southern suburbs of stockholm i don't know what makes them that much different but the 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 what the southern suburbs of stockholm yeah yeah. that's a lot lot to say there i mean stockholm is pretty big right yeah it's a major city yeah so were you aware of this band at all yeah yeah, I, I I knew the song as like as when I saw Blindside, I'm like, ooh, I know that band. Okay, or at least is this the same band? And I have two of the records. Which ones? Uh, the the do 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 do. Where are you? Silence and After a Burning Fire. 
Okay, that makes sense. So Silence... You know, when they started, when they blew up. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It in the world, yeah. when they blew so up. So Silence, which is the second track, is from that album I'm going to talk about. Um, that was their major, major label debut. Yep. So that would make sense that that would be when you would mm-hmm. have... They would have been on your radar at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, their first album, which the first song I'm going to play is from, um, I got that album because they were on Tooth and Nail. Solid State. Well, Solid State, Tooth and Nail. Yeah, that's the same idea. It just says Solid State here. And Dayglow. Right. So Dayglow was where they were first signed. And then Tooth and Nail slash Solid State kind of picked them up in America, I guess, and like yeah. released their stuff. So they released that first record, which is called Blindside. Um, but I'm pretty sure I actually first heard them on one of maybe like the um, songs from the Penalty Box. Um compilations which were sort of tooth and nails like it was basically their their compilation of like here's our heavier stuff and i think i don't i guess solid state would have been around at that point but it was kind of to me it like looking back it almost was like these songs from the penalty box things this was kind of like our way of pushing into and making solid state if that kind of makes sense yeah because like tooth and nail they were known as sort of like this kind of like indie alt Christian label. Um, but then, you know, so they had some artists that were closer to CCM stuff, but not really, but just more like generally palatable and whatever. But then they also had punk and they would have ska and they would have hardcore bands and metal bands and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then that's kind of where you go to solid state is it's like, well, solid states where all of the heavier stuff exists mm-hmm. tooth and nails more for the more commercially stuff, I guess. Um, but anyway, so that's where I first heard them. And, and the song that I'm playing, is, which is the first track, is the first one that I heard. And I was like, what is this? I need, I need this. Okay. I need this. This was probably like my first, like that, those, those songs from the Penalty Box albums, like volume one and two, mm-hmm. I got. Um, and in fact, I remember buying one of them in, in Burlington, Vermont, because my one sister used to live there. And I remember like walking to this like little record store that was like in the basement of this place and, and buying this CD and like listening to it like on repeat. But this was like my entry into heavier music mm-hmm. was Blindside in particular, but also just the other some of the other bands that would have been on like those songs from the penalty box thing. So anyway, shall we? Shall we? Something in Swedish they're saying about Blindside. <laughs> so part of what? It's just like it really hits right there. And it's like. Yeah. It just kind of pulls back. And then wait for it. Yeah. I just was like, what is this? Like imagine like twelve year old me going, What? What is this? I'd only recently been into punk rock and now I'm listening to this. <laughs> <clears throat> so part of the reason again why I said why I picked this particular topic is because of this band. And like this album You know, I talked about how that other that Pearl Jam song sounds like almost like recorded in like a basement or something. Yeah, yeah. Like this has that kind of like low budget recording mm-hmm. quality to it like it's it's good and it's clear and it's whatever but it's not 
you haven't made it to the big time yet. This is very much your debut album. And oh, like, yeah. Even the way the drums sound is kind of... Well, this is like, we don't have any money. Here's $300. Go go record something. Yeah. Go to your buddy who's got a fake recording studio in his basement or whatever and record it there. You know what I mean? Like that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, And their lyrics, like their lyrics, especially in these early couple albums, are some of them are very overtly Christian. Oh, yeah, And yeah. some of them are, it's a little more, well, is this what it is or whatever? But like, you know. Mm-hmm. So that appealed to me as well as like a middle school aged evangelical kid. Like, yeah. This also. There's a little bit of this moment. I don't know. It's kinda, it, it reminds me of like early Incubus. Yeah. You can see that. And like I, I can kind of hear their their influences. Oh, they! Yeah. I'm like they totally there's, went on tour with. There's Incubus like metal and, things and there's, but there's yeah. also like slight jazz. I was gonna say that little bass breakdown. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like jazz like in a way. Yeah. I love the album cover of this too, because it's a picture of just like somebody like standing in like a living room or whatever but they're holding a record is it a record or is it a magazine i think it's a record or a comic book no, it's like a record by a band called blindside but it's not yeah <laughs> hardcore ending yeah Yeah, man, I really like this album so much. I listened to this thing so much around that time. So I've been like 13, 14 around this time. Yeah, I listened to this a ton. And like, what a great opening track, too. And it just kind of goes into everything else. Yeah. 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 But so uh, it's listing some of the groups that they toured with and stuff. Uh, P.O.D. Yeah, obviously. Hoobastank. Yeah. I'm just imagining like people going to see Hoobastank in 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. And then hearing what? <laughs> I'd be like, what? What is happening? I would have been like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. That's, th- that's probably how I got into bl- Blindside was through Hoobastank. Yeah. So, uh, so that's their, that's their debut, 97. Um, and then in 2000, Mixed they have their follow up, um, A Thought Crushed My Mind, which was like, really hardcore like it almost felt like a direction change yeah uh for the band um in some ways that album i don't know if i ever fully embraced that album i should go back and listen to it again um but it 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 just really went like pretty hardcore and i think i don't know if it turned some fans off or whatever but it, it just was you know just, again it kind of felt like a like a little bit of a left turn a little bit of a direction mm-hmm. change um it did get four stars on jesus freak hideout apparently <laughs> Um, but then their major label debut silence in 2002 comes out and then they oh. blow up yeah and then i could be like well i've been listening to blindside for five years already so um <laughs> this is is like you're doing pretty good awesome uh we're gonna sign you and then we're gonna have howard benson produce you and we're gonna have uh chris lord algae mix it mm-hmm. so like when i was like oh i i see what you're doing like you're trying to be like this is this is this and this is this but this is just like they were like i don't know the 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 second record um into this and you this is like we threw money at this yeah like there's there is now money behind this and it sounds so good oh yeah so it's really good yeah like there's there's so 
when I listen to this band, I I keep thinking of Pitiful. Like that's yeah. the song that's in my head. Oops, sorry, I my and head. I did like Sleepwalking as well. Yeah. But Pitiful was the one which is also overtly Christian. Yes. Which I was like waiting, it's like, where's the, where's the uh the something they put the uh nails into your beautiful hands. They uh-huh. said Yeah, that that that's that was a song that I listened to first. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna talk about Sleepwalking. Yeah, Sleepwalking Again, there's a Pitiful's a good one, Sleepwalking, um uh what's the word i'm looking for so pitiful was the first single sleepwalking the second single but um i'm trying to find the uh, caught a glimpse the opening track is a good one too mm-hmm. um i mean the whole thing like again both these albums like i listened to a ton yeah. i mean i um, listened to this album and I, I mean i bought it i listened to it and mm-hmm. then their second their next major label yeah um after that then of course like major label things like they shift and they got bought out and different things and mm-hmm. like they kind of got pushed around and bounced around a little bit um they're still a, a band they're still doing their thing um they just played furnace fest which i would have loved to have gone to that um, i, I could have gotten you free tickets oh man i know it was at such a bad time only because somebody who i knew was gonna go and then decided not to go yeah and they're like i will give away these tickets but they were on the day the one day of furnace fest was like all those bands that I listened to and still listen to a lot of them. Like it just was all those like solid state tooth and nail bands that I loved and still love. Like we're all playing that one day, including Blindside, And I was like, Oh my God, I've never seen them live. Um, so I would love to, to see them. I wonder if I Um, have, I need to kind of get caught up on their, their discography a little bit, especially like the stuff after this and the next album. Um, and just, you know, you kind of fall off with bands and different things. So, um, you go different directions. So I, I should try to get caught up on some of their stuff. I would love it if they come out with some new things. Kind of a cool thing with them too is that like they've always been the same members pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just those same handful. I of noticed guys, that on here, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, just just a band I love. Like I said, sort of one of those bands that just got me into the the heavier music thing. So anyway, let's hear Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking, which is again much better. Recording quality, obviously, and he's throwing money at it. Yeah, but again, it's just you can hear it's the same band, but they have grown as songwriters, as performers. Yeah, I do think that this song could be like four other songs. Okay, like this one of those ones where you could pick out these different elements and and build another build another song out of it. Yeah, I get that. So this is still like in that first section. Yeah. And then here. Yeah, here. Like this could be the bridge of this song. Yeah. That's the chorus. But it's so drastically different. Yeah. And then while I was listening to it, I kept thinking of like the other uh, in Pitiful. Uh-huh. I think they were starting to be influenced by, um, uh, crap, what is the band? Deftones. Okay. Like him vocally. Uh-huh. I think he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to, I want to, I wish one, I could sound like, is his name Chino? Yes, I think yeah. so. Like, I want to sound like him. I like his singing too, Christian singing, the lead singer. 
Christian. Ja, Christian Lindskog. This is the first time too on this label or this on the record cover they have that like blind side in that certain kind of font where yeah, it looks yeah. like like lights or something the 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 hexagons Hex, yeah the hexagons and this is a whole like new section obviously like for the bridge and yeah. stuff um, but when they re-released their debut yeah I saw that it, it's as well that kind of hexagonal thing and I'm like let's put the regular cover on. <laughs> So it was blindside, a thought crushed my mind, then silence, then about a burning fire, the Great Depression, and then with shivering hearts we wait. They also had an EP in like 2013, I think. And then that's it. They haven't really released anything since then. Love that. <laughs> Love that. I do too. Everything just, just like kicks. pulls out and then boom, right in. Kicks and cymbals just this you can't see it yeah Bo's just double fisting drumsticks right <laughs> double <now>. fisting <laughs> drumsticks I need their debut and I need this to come out on final for my own personal needs by the way I have vinyl stories then in a minute this album too, when people ask me for something like, hey, I'm going to the gym, I need something to listen to, or I need something like that'll kind of pump me up, I'm like, silence by blind side. Yeah. Was that too heavy? No, it's not. <laughs> listen, just listen to it. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, see, this is, again... You're pumped. They're the reason why I picked this this theme. Yeah. Because I could not have chosen between those two. <laughs> it would have been very hard to do. I would have so. chose Pitiful. <laughs> I, that's the thing, yeah. Um, so, uh, any other thoughts on Blindside? No. Yeah, I just really like them. So, uh, some vinyl things. Um, people are trying to make me go broke. And by people, I mean bands I like. <laughs> So MXPX announced probably like over a month ago at this point, um, hey, everybody, we're releasing uh, Life in General, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo, and The Ever-Passing Moment on vinyl. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be three variations on each, and get ready. (laughs) I was like, okay. So they were doing a ton of marketing around these. They did like a lead up, like the nine days leading up to it was like let's talk about this version of buffalo let's talk about this version of ever passing moment let's talk about this version like the different splatter patterns and oh, colors yeah, yeah. of vinyl and all that stuff but the one thing they were not saying was how much they are none of the marketing had how much people were commenting on every single post this is amazing how much are they how much are they how much are they mm-hmm. which i thought was kind of shitty like just say how much they are yeah, yeah. Like just so people can play it. Because some people gotta move money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they're trying to buy one of each, mm-hmm. they might need to move some money around. Or they might need to decide 
I'm only getting two. Yeah. You know, whatever. So I thought that was kind of crappy that they didn't do that. But anyway, I had an alarm set on my phone for <laughs> 1 p.m. Eastern time on that day that they released. And I was like, I like took my attendance for my study hall and I was like, buy these records. <laughs> so how much were they? Uh, so they ended up being uh 25 to like 27 a piece no, at bad. least for the ones that i got i think some of them were like maybe a little more or whatever but i was like i'm fine with black mm-hmm. one of them i got was blue but like i didn't need the special yeah patterns and stuff i just needed i just needed those albums on vinyl for my for my own self they did a thing a few years ago where they released like everything on vinyl like as a box set and it was like 500 dollars um and i was like yeah i don't have that kind of money to just like throw around so i got those then, as of recording this yesterday, yeah. November seventeenth, the band The Classic Crime. Do you know them? No. I'm going to talk about them at some point because I really like them as well. They just all out of the blue were like, "Hey, our debut uh, Albatross is on vinyl. You can get some from us, and you can get some from Tooth and Nail, basically." Cool. And I was like, "Ooh, amazing! I love that album. Let me go get it." And then it was like forty five dollars. I was like, "Ah, it's a little cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't afford forty five dollars, but like, I don't know. You yeah. know, like, I don't know." So I thought about it for a second, and then as I'm thinking about it, and I continue to scroll Instagram, Emery, mm-hmm. a band I really love, also says, "Hey, in Shallow Seas We Sail, that album that people like, on vinyl." I love that album even more than Albatross. Like, I like Albatross, but I love In Shallow Seas We Sail. There you go. So I bought that. I didn't get the the color pattern that I prefer. Uh, uh, that was the one on their website, and that sold out, like, right away. But um, Tooth and Nail had, it was, like, a life preserver one, so I got that. And I pre-ordered my uh, Into the Woods cast album. Nice. So I was excited about that, too. Um, so I'm getting lots of cool vinyl in the next week to four months when yeah. the end of the woods one comes out as of the okay as of the recording i released a new song echoes in the wellhouse yeah it's only uh, a minute and 17 seconds long sweet go listen to it 58 times everybody that's 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 fine man yeah. it's lo-fi hip-hop cool it's got some weird snare <laughs> knocks nice so any uh like as we wrap up episode 100 any no man standouts highlights things you want to reference no, or whatever? no just i think i gotta wrap this up man. okay it's, well, it's, hey, it's man. almost an hour that's fine this is the longest it's episode bonus, since bonus big since one wait episode 100 is the longest one wait a second i feel like it needs to be okay i got scared for a second did you think we like lost all of that i i, I thought it stopped but actually you know what Unless I don't know how to read this, uh-huh. it says that it's over two hours, but that's not true. That's false. Yeah. We're approaching measure 1,500 and, well, 1,600. Nice. Anyways, we got to right. stop this. Follow us on Instagram at 2TunesPodcast. Send us emails, 2TunesPodcast at oh, gmail.com. Is it okay. working or is it not working? No, I, I just see <laughs> I, I see what it's doing. Because we've gone over an hour, it, it does... Like, com- we, the first number is two, but uh-huh. like when it's less than it's it's weird. Okay, I don't understand why it does the thing that it does. Fair so enough. it's one hour and three minutes. Okay, but it says it's two hours and three minutes. Oh, gotcha. Because we are now into the second hour. Is that what it's saying? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Join the Discord. Link in link below. 
yeah. below in the description. <laughs> Thank you point. for listening. Thank you Thank for, you for, sharing. for Thank listening and, and grow. Do stuff. Love you all. Cool. Bye. Bye.